Trailer Island podcast. How are you all going tonight? Good. Oh, sorry, that was a complete disaster. Don't you dare speak over me, young man. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Steve. How dare you? I'm sorry. People need to listen to my airwaves uninterrupted. <laughs> and I feel death-proof tonight. Ah, uh, there it is. I just feel fine. <laughs> like, not, de- not death-proof. Or how, 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 are, how, how are you? Really good. Matthew, that's good. And Steve? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling alright. Oh, yeah. that's good. Well, I'm great too. Thanks for asking. Yes, that's right. We're the Trailer Island Podcast, and we compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, got it right. I feel like this this film has completely thrown us off a little bit, hasn't it? How, just how wacky it is. Uh, not me. Not you. Okay, no. okay. This should be interesting. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't project. Don't no, project. Oh, I, well, I, I shan't. It's a wacky wild adventure for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> family fun. Uh, would we would we say family fun? No, no, mm, definitely not. No, mm, mm. no. Fair enough. No, uh, not not family fun at all. And it is a request. We'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I think we need to establish that isn't this? Um, what year did it come out? 2007. It was 07. Oh, yeah. well, that means we have to ask the captain. There, Captain, if you could just, yep, bring in the film. Thank you for the time, Tug. Thank you. I'm Stuntman Captain. <laughs> I wonder if the captain's ever, like, done a flip in his boat, yeah. in his tugboat. Do, do a skid in a boat. Do a drift. <laughs> do a drift. Do a drift. <laughs> I believe that's how he lost his arms, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe we shouldn't bring it up to him now. He lost both his arms. Mm-hmm. How, does he, how does he pilot the boat? Uh, he, has a, he has a guy. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, okay, he's got a crew. Yeah. All right. We've yeah. never met anyone else. No, though, we haven't. No. Crew. Maybe one day. We'll get in. I don't know why, but I'm imagining some of his crew are just a- animals for some reason. I don't know why I had that image. They're all the- mutes. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get... Okay, I feel like that's enough backstory for him. We'll, get more, we'll get more lore about the, uh, <laughs> about the Time Tug Captain at another point. In the meantime, who would like to introduce this film? Oh, I'll do it. Go, go ahead, Steve. Uh, this week, we are doing a Quentin Tarantino film, Death Proof. Have you been following us? You saw my car, I saw your legs. Now look, I ain't stalking y'all, but I didn't say it wasn't a wolf. He's got charm. Is there anybody in this place you could vouch for to give me a ride home? Fair lady, your chariot awaits. He's got style. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. And he's got a set of wheels. Is it safe? Oh, it's better than safe. It's death proof. To die for. <laughs> well, Pam, which way are you going? Left or right? Right, right. Ah, that's too bad. Hi. Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid you're going to have to start getting scared immediately. From Quentin Tarantino, the director of Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill, comes Death Proof. This car is 100% death proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. If he likes the way you move, then he decides. Oh, I gotta catch me, my other girlfriends. The way you die. His method is brutal. His weapon is speed. 
but his latest targets are about to fight back. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Ladies, that was fun. A grindhouse feature. I, I don't know if this is intentional in that trailer, um, and I don't know if it's because I've seen the film now, but that trailer makes me laugh and i don't know if it's meant to is it meant to be scary or is it leaning into the kind of silly premise of the movie i think that trailer is the one i watched didn't have the voiceover guy on it right it was very much the stylistic sort of tarantino trailer we've been getting for the last decade or so well i hope that was the official trailer because it had certainly some official dialogue over the top of it i think that suits the movie a lot more better than the trailer. oh yeah that that plays into the style of film that he's trying to make it because he is yeah he is in this film applying a very specific style yeah. to this film, isn't he? It, it's it's funny, when the film starts, you 100% believe it's set in the 1970s, and it's not until 20 minutes in where someone uses a mobile phone, I think you realise mm. that it's actually set in 2007. And he's, and he's done that deliberately. He is leaning into that style. And I think... I mean, that trailer, I think I think the reason it makes me laugh is because it's leaning into those tropes of 1970s mm-hmm. kind of slasher films. And so I think probably it's actually quite successful in that. Because, but, that, but like I say, you sort of, you're probably not meant to take it seriously. I don't think this film was meant to be actually scary. I, I don't, don't think. I don't know if, because we've sort of all read into the film, we sort of know why this movie was made. But mm. from that trailer itself, you don't really, you get the vibe a little bit, but. I think if I was just a regular Joe Blow watching that trailer, I'd probably think, oh, this is you know, supposed to be a scary film. You know, it's supposed to be a, a pretty, like, seriously made film. Whereas it, <laughs> it, 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 it has taken a lot of inspiration from a lot of, like, film history. I, I see that trailer. I think that trailer is hamming it up to the point where okay. you don't take it seriously. No, and I, and I don't think you're meant to, and because I, I certainly don't take that trailer. Because seriously. if you saw that trailer in 2007 and you knew that it was Tarantino, you'd think he's taken the piss a bit. Yeah. He, yeah, he's yeah, applying yeah. a specific Fair. style to this, and he's just trying to tick the box of of that kind of filmmaking. Would you say? Fair point. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's pretty. It, it, it tells you what you're going to get. I think in terms of the tone of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and before we go any further, because you can request <laughs> films to do, this film was a request, and this film came. This request came from Siobhan, and Siobhan, she lives in the Gold Coast. And, of course, we can... We, uh, what do we do? We uh, promo a person's town. That's right, I completely <laughs> set that up. But, of course, in the Gold Coast, you go all the world. There are beaches, sanctuaries, and national parks. And at the end of the year, heaps of schoolies. So, if you want to visit the Gold Coast, you can do that. It's uh, 80k south of Brisbane, and that's where Siobhan lives. And Siobhan sent in a request to do Death Proof. Thank you for the request. Hang on, just hang on a sec. Uh, Oh. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Is there like a Gold Coast dance we could be doing over this, or...? Uh, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Did you know the uh, Time time Tug Captain is from the Gold Coast? (laughs) Is he just...? Uh, He has about 13 Thule charges. Right. For, for, oh. for, uh, th- that's in, an Australian phrase, isn't it, Tully? I mean, uh, yeah, he's, he's way. So if, if, you're a, uh, if you're a schoolie, that's when you finish your final year of high school mm-hmm. and you go and party, and the Gold Coast is well known for having schoolies events. But if you're a Tully, you're, you're someone who's edge. far too old mm-hmm. to be at these events. And you're saying that the captain has 12 charges against him for being a Tully. He does, but he has a wonderful lawyer. that's how he ended up working for us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yes well i'm sure if siobhan actually you know can uh, spot the uh 
the Time Tug's heritage for us, Mm -hmm. please let us know. And of course, she sent in this request. So you can always send in a request and that's really great and we really enjoy doing them. Now, this (laughs) film... So this is Tarantino. I don't. I don't know what number film this is. It's got to be five or something, hasn't it? Six. Six. Let's, let's count it out. Let's, let's. It's Reservoir Dogs. It's Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown. Kill Bill one and two, and this movie. Okay. And it, but Six. it came out at a similar time as. We've been in Glorious Bastards. No, 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 no. It was sort of meant to be a double feature with something oh, else. Planet oh, Planet Terror. Yes. Planet Terror by Robert Rodriguez. So, so he didn't make Planet Terror. So. He made uh, so, so Robert Rod- Rodriguez did Planet Terror, yeah. and that was his take on the Grindhouse yeah. style. And this mm-hmm. was Tarantino's. I guess they're pairing up to make this That's double yeah, feature. Yeah. Is that when right? this, so when this film came out, um, but obviously both these directors. So actually, so Robert Rodriguez he did Alita: Battle Angel, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's a terrible filmmaker. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, when, I'm not going to contest uh, that at all. Matt, Matt's opinions are solely his own and not represented the Trailer Island I've, podcast. Oh, no, no, they're mine as well. Mine, mine. I, I've never seen Steve anything. Steve his own and not represented the Trailer Island podcast. <laughs> I've never seen anything he's done that's been good, but that's another conversation. Um, yeah, he and Tarantino teamed up to do this double feature in, in this grindhouse kind of thing, which was sort of like, they're not badly made films, but they were films made in the 70s on a budget, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, and, and they've also got quite a steep history in Australia too with yeah. these films that came out of the time, which were now regarded as Ozploitation. Mm-hmm. Which is this sort of this take on the violent, of a very violent <laughs> nature that but, Tarantino did have an obsession with. Yeah, uh, well, he, yeah, he's um, quite well known f- for that. And, and so when it first came out, it was a lot shorter. But then he went on to release uh, an extended actual feature length version of this movie, which is, I think, the one we've, we've all seen and talking about tonight. Mm. And and it, like you say, Alex, it's very much just it is. It's it's a slasher film. And it's deliberately made to just be a very simple, almost no story, in my opinion anyway, kind of violent, for mm-hmm. the sake of violent, slasher film. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's deliberately damaged the film stock so it looks grainy and it's deliberately cut poorly in sections. Um, I was reading um, at the very beginning of this movie, a title card comes up that is not death proof, which is very quickly replaced yeah. with death proof. Yeah. The reason for that being back in the days of Grindhouse Cinema, if they released a film that did poorly, they would just retitle it and ah. release it as a new film. So he's deli- he's pretending that this is actually a re-release of another film, and it's not wasn't originally called Death Proof. If that if you follow, mm. if that makes right. sense. Right. So so but so you've got this kind of deliberately bad editing where there will be flash frames, you know, and that kind of stuff, which I kind of liked. That I, I got that that's what he was trying to do. The first few times you go, was that a flash frame or was that an audio glitch? But you kind of go, no, it's you know. I think we all know that George Miller do, uh, cut Mad Max, the original one, in his bedroom. And I think this film, you can imagine being cut in someone's bedroom. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, like, as soon as you put Quentin Tarantino's name next to it, though, like those those little those small charming repeats of dialogue. Mm. After about the second or third time, I was getting tired. I was, I was, I was like, okay, I get the point. I get the, <laughs> I, I can see what you're doing. You're doing it perfectly fine. Just make the film, do the film, and I'll appreciate its origins at another point. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why it dips into black and white randomly yeah, for about that, yeah. five minutes. That's probably taking it too far, like you say, Steve. I, was, I saw that and went, you're just being arrogant now. I like. think he did that. Uh, and it's probably like a loose connection, but we dipped to black and white when we meet the second group of girls. Mm. Um, and we don't actually get to see the colour of their car until it goes back up to colour. And I think the colour of the car, this wonderful yellow and black, is supposed to allude to uh, the bride's tracksuit in Kill Bill. Ah, it's oh, a sort okay. of a self-referential sort of thing, which 
it happens a lot in this film. There's a lot of other references to Tarantino mm. things. Well, one of the main actresses in this, Zoe Bell, is Uma Thurman's stunt double from mm. Kill yeah. Bill. Right, okay. So she's the one on the end who's on the hood doing, you know, flipping around it and stuff. Right. I think she's been in every one of his films in the last 20 years as well. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm. You mean just as a, as a, as a stunt yeah. double for the main part? Well, just as an actor as well. She's, she's one okay. of the bounty hunters in Django. She's a... Uh, one of the um, cowgirls in Hateful Eight. Okay. Oh. Now, we'll get to Hateful Eight and pacing because I think this film has a, the same issue that I had with Hateful Eight's pacing, mm. which is it's just, it's just long and boring. But um, let's actually talk about the premise of this movie. Yeah. Or for what there is. Um, <laughs> you're sort of getting sort of my feelings on this film as, as I'm talking, I'm sure, for those of you playing at home. But um, I think I'm right in saying that Kurt Russell, who is admittedly actually quite good in this film, yeah. Yeah. Um, he plays a deranged stuntman who has a stunt car because uh, Tarantino was fascinated with um, stunt drivers when they used to do car crashes for real where they would death-proof the cars so that the stunt mm. driver could do the stunts and they'd get out fine. So Kurt Russell's character playing a stuntman has a death-proof car but he's only made it death-proof for him in the driver's seat mm. and we, we basically he just basically gets off on killing his passengers. Yeah. Is, you, get fair, is, you get a fair chunk of that in the trailer too. You do get that in the trailer. And that's pretty much it. That's the movie. That's that's it. Other than just kind of exploiting women for the for the you know hour and a half of the rest and of it. And it. it is it, well, it's almost two hours. This and yeah. it is a slow burn. I counted today that it took it was about fifty minutes before anything of any significant action actually <laughs> happened in this film. And I think we, part of when you're talking about being a double feature, it obviously got cut down quite yeah. a lot. And they've tried to he's tried to fill time to flesh it out into a full feature. I think <sighs> and it's just it, yeah. There's a lot of dialogue and Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino is very good with dialogue. Mm. Well, you, know, you think Reservoir Dogs and there's a lot of good back and forth, but in this, there's no action to match that dialogue. You're right, and th- and this is this was my big issue with this movie, and it reminded me a lot of the Hateful Eight as well, where you know when you think of in- the beginning of Inglorious Bastards, that incredible scene at the farm with um, Hans, uh, Colonel yeah. Hans Lander, mm. which is just I think it's like forty minutes scene, thirty minutes scene, something like that, and it's just it's amazing. The tension's incredible. Hateful Eight is is another movie that's almost entirely set within one set, really. This film has a lot of stuff that happens. There's a whole chunk that's just in a bar. Like you said, it's like 40 minutes before anything happens, just, to, just hanging out in this bar. But I didn't feel the momentum or tension or like it was serving a purpose. It was just, it just came oh, I off disagree. as flat to me. I disagree. I was feeling the tension. Okay. I was. But that being said, I'm also a massive fan of the dialogue that Quentin writes in any film. Mm. Um, and so you're right. It is about 40 minutes goes by where characters are just talking about inane things, about going to the lake house and all that sort of junk. And um, it doesn't really amount to anything at, 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 at all. But for me, that sort of like meandering dialogue in a, in a film like this where you know it's supposed to be an homage to something really action-packed it's just it's drawing up the tension for me to be fair when when the action like some of the car chases in this are actually just Mm. incredible like i will admit they were really well shot and really well put together i think again that trailer is so rapid cut you kind of would be forgiven for imagining a, a film a little bit like fury road which is like action the whole way through and I think then when you get a movie where you're waiting for a car chase, essentially, is, mm. is what you're waiting for, and you have to wait 40 minutes and listen to stuff that you couldn't care less about, it kind of it tested my patience yeah. a bit. Yep. I was enjoying the aesthetic. You know, I was enjoying what he was doing with it. But I thought, okay, let's, uh, you know, we've got Kurt Russell just looming in the shadows there of his big Mustang car, whatever it is. Let's just 
can we just get going now? Let's just get it happening. And it just took a while for me for, for that to actually happen. I get what you're saying. I also get what Steve's saying as well. Mm. Is you get this build-up. It's it's a balloon that's yeah. slowly filling. A bit like mm. Alien, I suppose. I mean, nothing happens in Alien. Uh, well, rather, shall we say, the Alien doesn't appear in Alien until like 50 minutes in. Mm. You know, and, and I love that movie. I love the slow build-up. So maybe, you know, maybe this film, there's something about it that for some reason I just didn't key into that. I think the problem is if you're not a fan of it, like you're not. Yeah. Um, it happens twice. Right, they there are two setups for this film. Yeah. You know, one pays off halfway through and then uh, you immediately jump into the second scenario mm. where it is another 40 minutes of, of, of characters speaking. Yes. And if you're not a fr- fan of that, that's going to drag on. That is absolutely going to drag on. Yeah. Yeah, I did enjoy the second half more than the first half. Yeah. But having said that, we'd already had one admittedly quite gruesome and violent sort of, like you say, payoff, shall we say, mm, yeah. to that first half, which, which does wake you up, shall we say. It, it's pretty confronting. And, and so I think that, I, I, that kind of won a bit, a bit more grace at, for me as an audience. Mm, I was yeah. like, okay, like, it is actually going somewhere. You know, I, I, could, I was starting to get to the point, I was like, is this going to happen at any point? Or is it going to be like 10 minutes at the end that's good? Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. But how good is that crash? Well, I don't know if good's the word. It's like I say, it was pretty well, good. Well, how good is the stunt? Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's the the actual stuff with the car is great. I thought cer- certain people getting mutilated in this car crash was maybe a bit much for yeah. me anyway, but yeah, like it is shot well. It is excessive for the sake of being excessive. Yeah. But uh, I guess but that's part of his the is, aesthetic yeah. of doing the grindhouse thing when, you know, it was just gory because they could make it gory. Mm, yeah, mm. and it was that—that that was sort of the shock value, not necessarily in the the story that you were being given, but rather the visuals that were being put in your face. It's exactly the same as you know getting the close up of Hitler's head being shot. Yeah, up in glorious. I, I was about to say like there, there, I think there is meant to be an element of of comedy in that. That's yeah. how that's how Tarantino yeah. does it, and I think a lot of the gore in um, Django and in, in Glorious Bastards, just to mention those two films. It, it, yeah, absolutely. It's just people getting blown to bits because it's, in that context at least, fun. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. of the makeup effects he's using and it's, you know, so over the top that it's, it can't be real, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, so that, there are moments of that in this, especially, um, we won't ruin the end even though it's, you know, over 10 years old. But, uh, but I, um, I found yeah. the makeup effects at the end where some one character's being beaten up. I was like, mm-hmm. because, again, because of context, I should stress, and because of what certain characters have done throughout the film, you go, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if that makes sense. It sounds horrible, but I think it makes sense if you've seen the film. And th- I suppose this speaks to the testament of, Quentin as a filmmaker where he can set out to do something intentionally uh, hammy, campy, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say bad, but sort of bad yeah. as this and have me at the end of the film cheering when the heroes prevail. Yeah, no, that's, it's. I do like the finale. I'm with yeah. you on that one, Steve. I, I, I did feel this kind of uh, release of energy is like yes yeah you know yeah. like i was waiting yeah. for that kind of thing yeah. i i just think it meanders a little bit too much in the middle perhaps well maybe not the middle but in the two consecutive middles that the film has it's essentially two films put together tarantino doesn't really do anything much for himself with the whole feet obsession in this as well. oh no. i think this is this has got to be like the reinforcing evidence if they ever put into a courtroom <laughs> <laughs> the first like five minutes is feet on a dashboard yeah, yeah. yeah. well 
<laughs> Moving on from that, I suppose, uh, <laughs> is that we do get into that second half, which the trailer talks about, is that, that girls fight back. Yes, which was pretty good. Yeah. And that is cool. Yeah. That that whole sequence is that last half hour is just brutal and yeah. cool. And knowing that those a lot of those stunts are done for real mm. and mm. on camera. The stress and tension of watching that was just like, yeah, oh, I felt absolutely. I felt when that. someone's hanging onto the front of a car, and you're like you say, you're pretty sure that they're just doing it for real at that mm-hmm. point. It's like, oh, I, f- I feel the stunt. You know, it feels visceral and mm. really good. And that, that's when I really started to wake up because, like you say, that last half hour is phenomenal. Really good filmmaking. In that, in the crash in the middle of the film, you get four different angles inside the vehicle. Mm. Um, and I mean, watching that last night, I was like tempted to think that maybe they had crashed four separate cars, t- cars to get those those camera angles. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. from a filmmaking perspective, yeah. I mean, sure, why not? That's there's no reason why they couldn't smash four cars up yeah. to make that yeah, happen. Sure. This would have been a fairly cheap movie to make. I would have imagined. You know, they they're sort of just out in the Amer- rural America somewhere. They don't even need to buy the cars mm-hmm. and then just any lighting and, like you say, any stuff they need for the stunts. But I imagine it would have been pretty... Yeah. There's no CGI in this, I'm pretty uh, sure. No, there is. There is? There is, because okay. there's a CGI supervisor in the credits. Okay, uh, sure. So I don't know if they've removed wires or something yeah. during the stunt work or sure. what, but that all looks extremely real. It does. I mean, think about it. You know, Some of the, the deaths, if you will, that occur... <laughs> I imagine probably would have had to have been done digitally. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Or puppets or something. Or puppets, because yeah. yeah. that's pretty visceral. Yeah. Digi- digitally sort of. removing shadows of like the, the, the crew cars as well going around, maybe. Oh, oh I can see that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, that car chase is possibly one. I hate to admit it because I was so unimpressed with the rest of the movie. <laughs> but it's possi- possibly one of the best car chases I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. I actually watched that half hour twice. That's how good it oh, was. Oh, really? That was So I wish it was... I do wish that the... Because the trailer had suggested to me that the film was going to be more of that. It should have been an 80-minute film, I reckon. Yeah. Instead of an... Uh, what two is hours is probably a bit long yeah comes in yeah. at 110 minutes i think so yeah, i right. think probably 80 minutes like cut about half an hour out yeah of it, and that probably would have worked but, but then um, would we not have got the build-up that steve liked i, I don't think you would well it's <laughs> a good question uh i mean i'm i'm happy i got two hours of pure tarantino i suppose okay yeah so last week we did nobody and that's a that's a crisp 90 minutes and I do like how relentless that film is. Mm-hmm. So this film, so maybe it, this film could have been a little more like, like you know, like we, no pun intended, but wheels on the ground. Like let's keep. I don't think that was the. Rolling. I don't think that was the aim though. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Yeah. It was yeah. to set up all those teenage characters and yeah. a lot of these backstories and just make a, a viewer sort of invested in a lot of characters mm. and, and disappointed when they either died or very happy if they lived and fought back. You know, I, I really did like how the friendships we see in this movie, like I said before about like, you know, the mobile phone being 20 minutes in, so you, you just believe it's in the 70s until you see that. They felt like the kind of French film friendships you yeah. saw in the 1970s yeah. movies. And never once did I question the the realism of that. It, they felt like real people, which was I thought. Well, and like he's using ta- an old analog uh, camera to take yeah. photos of them and everything. But yeah, that kind of like you know it always reminds me a bit around. It's, it's a slightly different context, but the one of the dinner scenes in the beginning of ET when the 
Elliot and his friends, I think they're playing D&D and they've got a pizza. And it's just, they're all talking over one another. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a product, I think, of 1970s, yeah. 80s filmmaking. And Tarantino pulls that off in this movie incredibly mm. well. What I think is evident in this film is that there's a stark contrast between the quality of acting between the actual actors and then, you know, someone like a Zoe Bell. Mm. You know, they've got Rosario Dawson, who's uh, a Sokotano. Yeah, yeah. Which I think speaks to the level of quality with uh, Tarantino's handling of actors. Because even though Zoe Bell isn't an amazing actress, I think he gets the best out of her. Yeah. Her character is believable, but you're still looking at Zoe Bell going, "Uh, you know, she still feels like an inexperienced actress. Yeah. It's good that they got that opportunity because yeah. we're basically an all-female cast and uh, well, Tarantino Russell. himself and Kurt Russell. And <laughs> Kurt Russell looks like he's really enjoying himself yeah, in he this film. It. He is really good in this. I think he had a ball. And I, like his, at the end there, you know, when he's uh, there's that scene where he's screaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Speaking of, speaking of the the, uh, the final stunt as well, or those, the big chase, it's a blink and you'll miss it moment. But did you guys catch the motorcyclist smash into the yeah. wall? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's that's very that's just that's it's just a it's like they've set up a camera. Yeah. They've tied a wire to the back of the motorcycle and the guy's driven at full speed. The wire's pulled tight on the motorcycle. He's kept going and just into the, into this shed. I it's, don't it's remember it's that. Like a two, yeah. It's like a two-second shot. I'll have to. I'll go re-watch, back and watch. Yeah, it. I'll rewatch this final car chase. And it's, yeah. it's just these little details of comedy that, yeah. that has to be comedy. Yeah, you just sort of go. Why is that even there? <laughs> it, I, uh, I, I would have guessed it's like Zoe Bell's got a friend on set who does motorcycle stunts. And yep. like, Let's do this this, this 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 afternoon and we'll chuck it in the film for two seconds. Yep, yep. And that's all it is. And I, I think <laughs> you, you put it really well last week. You said it's an ode to the stuntman. Yeah. Which I absolutely agree. Think, is, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's, if you're into stunts, this is the film for you. And If, perhaps, if you like cars. Yeah, if you like car yeah. stunts and particularly, I don't know, long drawn out dialogue you, <laughs> you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it you know this film actually reminded me of have you guys seen christine is oh is it, that that's the the car that the it's, murder it's, car it's the murder car it's yes the I car that's that. evil uh, I, I got i, I got thought, senses of that in this as well I yeah the um the old adventures of new christine no. i was like yeah i did get that feeling <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was looking, no. I was on the lookout for julie louis dreyfus uh no 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 no, no. Uh, christine the, i think it's yeah. got to be 70s actually christine does the same thing with about the 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 well, it's actually Christine's probably one of the films that this film kind of pays yeah homage to actually, but um, again that kind of teenage you know people talking over one another like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I can I can definitely see that in this. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> That's good. Well, what are we going to give this out of five? Five severed what? legs. Severed legs. Oh god, uh... burnouts. Of all the things that pace in this film, I just remind reminded yeah. myself is that there's that thing right in the middle where you got the two the police the investigators, the two police officers. Yeah. That scene goes for like fifteen minutes. Did you recognise them? No. No. They are the two police officers from Kill Bill. After the bride gets shot in the head, they're the oh. two police officers that uh, are examining the crime scene. So the idea so is they are shared. They're cameos. Yeah. Or then yeah. it's not Michael, a shared universe or they just, it's just a, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, the Tarantino universe once more. Quentin Tarantino just likes working with Michael Parks as well. Right. Oh, who, who portrays the uh, the sheriff. Oh, fair enough. There yeah. you go. Well, thank you for answering my question. I did like that scene where they were kind of like, oh, we're pretty sure this guy's killing people, but uh, as long as he doesn't do it here yeah. again, uh, <laughs> we won't worry about it. And then the next title card is a different state. Yeah, and yeah. the next, ah. next uh, yeah, different state, 14 months later. It's like, yeah. all right, here we go. I also have a feeling that that scene is supposed to tie into Planet Terror somehow as well. 
Okay. okay. But I haven't seen Planet Terror. Okay. And there probably isn't any point because Robert Rodriguez directed it. So. Oh, yeah, come yeah. on now. Come on. <laughs> be, be kind. No, okay, yeah, out of yeah. five watts. Uh, margaritas? Yeah, let's no. do that. Margarita. Margarita. Like that. Uh, Matthew, you go first. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of knew what to expect going in because I know um, Tarantino's very good at the kind of over-the-top violence and he's he's done that to great effect before. What I, what I didn't expect was a lot of... Flat, well, at least for me, subjectively, a lot of flat space. A lot of, uh, I felt the pacing was just off for me. Uh, I love the aesthetic. I love the cars, and and the last half hour is truly terrific. It's just a great car chase. I didn't care about the first group of people in the first half of the movie. I did care a little bit more about the second group of girls. I, mm-hmm. I definitely sort of got on board with them a lot, a little more. But um, I, I definitely struggled with this film. I don't think I was the target audience. Strangely enough, for someone who loves, you know, cars and car chases and Mad Max and that kind of stuff, this film didn't land for me as as well. So I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a 1.5. Jesus. What? 1.5? Oh, wow. Yeah, I I really... I, I would not... The only part of this I would ever watch again would be the last half hour. You couldn't make me watch the rest mm-hmm. of it. There you yeah. go. That's rough. I, I know, and, and prob- I might change it at the end of the year in our review, but that's what I'm going to go with now. Well, apparently, according to some of it, you know, our previous podcast on, uh, what was it you changed your mind on? Oh, Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. <laughs> apparently, you can just flip and change whenever you want. <laughs> anyway, I'll go next. You know, I, f- I really feel like this is a film, student's film. Yeah. Uh, you'll be like, oh, uh, and I think that was happened to me when I watched it back in early 2000, well, 2007, 2008, whatever it was, I was a film student then. And I was like, oh, dialogue, action. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, yeah, I get this. Mm. I'm going to write an essay on this because I know film because I'm a film student. <laughs> Sorry to all the film students out there that I might have just done. No, that's pretty much an apt. Yeah, yeah. F- film students do love Tarantino. <laughs> Having been film students, that's yeah. how you sound at 21. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that's... And and for that, I remember watching it back then, and I really enjoyed it. I this time around, I'll admit, I didn't watch the whole thing all the way through because I'd seen it, I knew the film, but I didn't like you, you Matt. You have problems with some of that dialogue, and I just this time I just didn't particularly care for it. The action is fantastic, the acting is fantastic. Kurt Russell's really enjoying mm. himself. I think that's all fantastic. So I'm going to go a three okay. for me. Wow. Margaritas, Steve. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go a, a three as well. Okay. I am happy to watch a Quentin Tarantino film, and especially one I haven't seen before. I haven't really gotten around to Death Proof. And when when you guys said we're doing Death Proof, I was like, I don't really, really care about watching that film. <laughs> but then I sat down and watched it, and I was just enraptured. I was very, very charmed by the dialogue that he writes and the way he shoots his films. And this is, uh, I sort of recognised that as this bridging moment between old Tarantino and new Tarantino. Okay. You know, it's, there's a stark contrast between Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards, and I felt this is a nice little crossover there. But it is definitely, uh, I think, weaker than a lot of his films. But, I mean, he, he's, really, he's really just messing around. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, him messing around is, is, is ten times better than, than like a, a Zack Snyder putting his heart and soul into something. No, Honestly. No like, comment. <laughs> uh, I think it just speaks to the quality of film, filmmaker he is. Okay. He is, um, he is a good filmmaker. I don't want yeah. to come across as saying I'm anti-Tarantino. I like his work. Yeah. Just this, just not this one. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, well, that's, that's entirely fair enough, I think. Well, that was only that's 7.5 out of 15, which is 50%. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Happy with that? It probably runs at about 50%, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Well, we've been the Trail Island Podcast, and that was Death Proof, which was a request from Siobhan on the Gold Coast. Thank you, for Siobhan. Make sure you let everybody know that that was your request. Because uh, <laughs> I think that was a good... good we, I don't I, think that's something we would have chosen. That's the thing, like you say, Steve. I don't think I would have yeah. seen this film. And I'm glad I have, because it challenged me, and I, I like being challenged by film. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Doesn't mean I enjoy the film, but I like being challenged. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yes, we've been the Trailer on Podcast. Compare films and their trailers. You can contact us via the website. There is a submission form there. Yes, and more requests. You can send us an email, contact at trailerisland.com.au, which is how Siobhan did it. You you can also contact us via the Facebook page. Uh, There's a Twitter and an Instagram too. And, uh, yeah, we we really look forward to hearing. Give us feedback as well. Maybe send us a message like, Mm -hmm. you guys really need to lift your game. (laughs) Or something like, oh, we think you're great. Give us more time, Tom Captain, please. Yeah, Matthew needs talk. to stop talking about Judy Dench. Yeah, no, no, that, that's <laughs> never, never ever, ever stop talking about Judy <laughs> Dench. You can find us wherever you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, all the fun stuff. And yeah, give us a review. Tell your friends. We would really appreciate it. I've been Alex, and I was joined by Steve and Matthew. We've been the trailer. Stop, man, Steve. Damn it. Good night. <laughs> This is a Narrative Network podcast.